Hey, we're Bizarre Investigations. I'm Hugh. And I'm Josh. And we are back for part back two. Again. Two weeks in a row we got this bitch. Part two of the Chris Watts murder case. Previously on Bizarre Investigations. We talked about a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> All right. So, like, like, if you didn't listen to last week's, last week we pretty much went over day one of the case. If you were there in the presence of... Pretty much as like the police officer. I think we pretty much broke down what happened the day they went missing. Yeah, we, that up until the point where the with Nathan, the the neighbor, right? We so, didn't go over every like we could have gone over the next like ten hours that after that, but we'll probably do that. Well, in the I don't discovery. think nothing. I don't think on the day of the thirteenth, I think we pretty much covered everything. I mean, now we're going to be getting into in the eyes of the media. Correct. That's what we went. Over. We didn't go over what the police found over the next year. Right. Because we we'll, we'll we'll go over that, but I think this week we're we're just gonna jump. In. We don't even know what we're gonna do. We're just fucking playing about you. Yeah, I mean, this is there's a still a lot to talk about. There we, is a lot. We covered, uh, a good, we covered good majority a good, of it. a good majority of what happened, but we didn't really get into anything else. So yeah. So and by anything else, I mean like the inter- like the interrogations and the police interviews and uh, the, the mistress and all that kind of shit. We didn't really get into that. So. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to try to plug into this episode. We'll see. Yeah. I think where we're at is we're starting to get into the police interviews and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So, um, one of, uh, obviously Chris goes in, he's interviewing and, uh, he pretty much just denies everything. Like he denies having anything to do with it. Obviously he's claims to be worried, all this other crap. Now I watched, I watched the, his interrogate interrogation videos, all of them, mm-hmm. probably three times. Mm-hmm. One was just by itself where, I mean, it was odd watching it. Another one I watched was a uh, a psychologist who broke down his movements and everything like that, of uh, like uh, what what an innocent person would do in an interrogation. Right. And it, it sounded it seemed odd. Even it seemed even more odd. And then I watched it again without uh, commentary. Again. Speaking of the one that's broken down by the psychologist, did you see the one of Nikki that was broken down? I I watched hers, but I did not see the one that was broken down. I saw the one that was broken down. They were saying she was like obviously acting weird, nervous, and all that kind of crap. But, mm-hmm. yeah. we'll, we'll go into that one because I, I think it's bullshit. But, um, so you want to talk about Chris's first interview? I mean, there's not really much to talk about. Like I said, he just did not have anything to do with it, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, so in the first one, like he shows no emotion whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, like he did not cry at all. I think, okay, so this is not the first interview. But the second one, the person who's going to give him the polygraph thing eventually tells him, like, okay, you're not shedding. You ha- So far, I've talked to you twice. You haven't shed any tears over your family being missing and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And now you're, like, fake crying pretty much over uh, cheating on your wife. Well, he, he no, did not. On the first interrogation, he did not do that. He didn't no, say no, he that was a, that, That's what she mentions on the second one. But yeah. that, that indicates that he had no emotions whatsoever for the first interview throughout this entire process, mm-hmm. essentially until he gets caught. But And then at this time also, uh, while he was being uh, interviewed, uh, nothing like the cops obviously knew he's the primary suspect, right? Right. He didn't give up any information. Uh, he didn't do shit. And then he leaves the interview, right? Yeah. And then he gets interviewed by the the media. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the media, you know, he's giving an interview. He's like smiling. He's smirking. He's like, one of this, like this. This my house is empty. It's like a ghost town in here. It's, it's, it's not just, right without that you. interview. Empty. Oh my god, watch that interview. Uh, on the documentary, they barely show any of it. Go watch his actual news interview on YouTube. 
Mm-hmm. It's so fucking awkward, dude. It's so awkward. He doesn't look like he's showing any emotion. He's like, oh, my house is like a ghost town. And it just looked like he's it's not right without you. It seems like, honestly, it's like he wrote all this shit down and memor- read it 10 times before the night before he's going to do this and just memorized it. Like, yeah, it, it it's bad. It's it real is bad. bad. It is bad. Um, that part, I, I can see he was acting. I mean, he would have made it a lot more believable if he could cry. Yeah, I mean, you can't cry. If, you, if you're capable of murdering your kids and throwing them in a fucking oil tank, I'd imagine you're not going to, like, be able to cry that easily. Because you probably yeah. have no fucking emotion whatsoever. Otherwise, how the fuck could you do that? Right. Um, so, I mean, besides the interview with the media, it nothing seemed out of the ordinary at this time. It, to the cops, they did. I mean, yeah, if you if you got a brain, like you probably were like, this motherfucker has something to do with it. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's showing no emotion. I mean, he could be coping with it differently. He could mm-hmm. be thinking like, he, she just left with the kids. Yeah, I guess, first of all, I don't really give a shit about being fair to him. I'm just saying in general, for, for being fair, everybody acts different. Yeah. Everybody handles that, like this kind of thing differently, like if you're put in a situation. So. And don't think I'm trying to like defend Chris Watts. No, I mean, that's, the last, fucking, that's the cunt. last thing we will do is defend him. Yeah, he's, he's a, a piece cunt. of shit. I mean, his, I mean, Shanann kind of seemed fake too, but. No, Shanann I, seemed like a straight up bitch. Like everything <laughs> I seen, like, okay, I'm sorry, rest in peace. Will you rest in peace? Blah, 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 blah whatever. Um, but she seemed like a straight up bitch. Yeah. Like right. I would not have stayed with her. I would have cheated on her too. <laughs> <laughs> I just wouldn't have killed her in, in order to do it. No, <laughs> it doesn't mean she's a fucking bad person. And no, we don't, it just we, means we she's didn't a wish bitch. this was on her. There's a lot of bitches who are still alive. So, I mean. <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> I mean, our primary audience is women now, and we're going to call them fucking bitches. B- women can see a bitch as well. I'm not calling. Uh, <laughs> I'm not calling them bitches. Women can see when a bitch is a bitch. Okay, she clearly was a bitch. That's why I'm saying she she seemed fake or whatever I said. I don't remember. May you rest in, May you rest in peace. Yeah, I mean, she definitely did did not deserve to die. No, for sure, no doubt. Yeah. Like, okay, and I guess we're kind of getting a little off base here, but in that same situation, why the fuck do you feel like you have to kill her in order to get? out of that marriage i don't get that we'll go over that in the next interview that he has with the police right all right so we're gonna we're gonna jump up to a little bit we're not gonna really cover the 14th because in my opinion not much happened outside the fucking media interview besides the media interview and i'm pretty sure they interviewed nikki the bad one the bad the bad nikki now you you described the Nikki interview because I feel like you watched it more. Than I, I did, did I did watch it, but it just um, there's not much else to it. Like okay, so during the breakdown, they're pretty much saying like she's leaning back in her chair and she's fidgeting with her arms. Um, and by the way, real fast, how old, Chris is like 36, right? Something like that, yeah. And the, Nikki was she's younger for 24, sure. like my age. Yeah. So uh, in that, yeah, she's she's definitely quite a bit younger. Now, now this is the only like shit I did not like with the documentary. Was they did not break, they didn't talk about Nikki that much. And it really fucking pisses me off. Yeah. Because I feel like she's a big fucking factor in this. Now, I'm not saying that she killed the kids no. or the wife, but she, I, we'll go over a little bit. Like, we'll talk about Chris's background a little bit. Chris is a very, very manip- manipulated person. Like, people, people control his life. Right. His, and that's his clear. parents control his life. Even Shanann says in there is like, no, like I wear the pants and I control him. Yeah, like, like I, I'm the I'm the pant wear. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he he gets controlled easily. Correct. His parents controlled his life the entire time. The only thing his parents was unable to control in his life was marrying Shanann. Mm-hmm. His parents did not like Shanann, and they always wanted him to leave Shanann. Yep. And that was the only time ever, from at least what I've found, 
that he was not controlled. Right. Was marrying her, but everything else, he was manipulated as... Now, I'm not saying, like, he deserves, like, a fucking uh, pass for this. Like, she, she... He killed the family. Correct. And he also comes out later and says, like, would I have killed them if I never met Nikki? Probably not. There's dark forces around her and shit like that. We'll go over, like... I, this is not in the discovery, but later on, we'll, probably at the end of this, we'll talk about his most one of his most recent interviews. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's actually a book, Letters from Christopher. I've seen that. Yeah, someone and actually went in, interviewed him, wrote a book. Interviewed about. him like five times, five hours each time. Uh, sent letters back and forth from prison. Um, and some, I mean, he got like really religious in prison, which I mean, a lot of people hey, do. Give me a break. Yeah. Um, but we'll 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 go over that later. But right now we're talking about the Nikki interview. Okay, so the Nikki interview, not much to it, honestly. Um, the person who even broke it down is like she's just acting real weird, like she's like, like tripping pretty much. Like, yeah, she's leaning back. Like I said, she's leaning back in her chair, she's fidgeting with her arms. Like now she came in on her own accord. She the cops right. didn't come to her. I think she was just trying to get ahead of it though. They were going to find her. Yeah, because I mean they had Chris's phone, they had all the phone records right. and shit like that. But she came in without the police. I'm pretty sure, like at least from what I heard. That's what it seemed like from everything I watched. That's yes, originally. Yeah. But um yeah, so it wasn't much to it. They just thought she the person who broke it down just thought she was acting really weird, like she had something to hide, kinda like just in her movements and all that. So And this is the first time where I will say, you know, we both agree that on the first day the cops did their job. Correct. Hundred percent. Yes. And they did their job well throughout this whole case. Mm-hmm. They handled it I think extremely well. I think I think they learned from the John Bonet case. <laughs> <laughs> they learned what not to do. Yeah. Um, but they did not, in my opinion, they did not go that hard on Nikki. Well, from what we saw, they didn't. We don't actually know for sure. I don't think she was interviewed again. I think she might have been interviewed one more time. I think she was, yeah. But also, but, she asked the FBI, apparently, like, she was like, uh, how do I uh, change my name, change my identity, type of thing. Which, weird thing. No one has seen her since. Right. So they, a lot of people believe that's what she did. People think that she changed, like she got like uh, her face reconstructed and shit like that, which I mean, I don't know how much I can believe, but if you haven't seen someone in two years at all, there's no social media presence of her. There's no sightings of her. I mean, mm-hmm. still like Casey Anthony, which is a case that we're going to do, I think next week. I hope so. Um, people still see her. Okay. So like uh, also she said, oh, I think I'm going to have to disappear for like three or four years. That's yeah. the weirdest thing to say. Like it even gets weirder once we'll we'll break down the discovery and like their search history that they did. Mm-hmm. Like it's fucking. That's what makes me like really pissed off that they did not interview her or like get her. Yeah, or at least not like get her as like, an arrest her, but like question her more about like what the fuck they found because they found a lot of shit that they should have fucking you know went more hard on her. I think so too. I mean, are we just talking about Nikki right now? I mean, we can't. I, I, yeah, we're going off topic a little bit, but I, I just kind of going on a little tangent. No, I just want to. I mean, if we're going to talk about her, I kind of want to mention the thing that the like. Okay, I seen a breakdown of the neighbor's video, mm-hmm. the one that we were talking about in the first episode. Okay. Um, in that video, it was broken down, and some some lady on YouTube did it, and she says, "Well, okay, look at the person that walks out of the garage on that video. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like Chris. It looks like the person has a ponytail." And, uh, I mean, you said that Chris changed several times, but when Chris got home and it shows it on the body cam of the police video, he's wearing a white or gray. Right. And he wasn't, the person who walked out of the garage was not wearing that. Yeah. So in the, if you watch that footage, you can see Chris, Chris walks out with a black shirt on from the video camera from the neighbor. Mm-hmm. Then he 
um, after he murdered his family, he goes and gets a burrito from a gas station. And in the CCTV camera of the gas station, he's wearing an orange shirt. I feel like that's a over like a shirt you throw over it though, like because you have to be wearing that's that st- shit on the. That is still three different clothing. Craig, but like wearing. okay, so also in my opinion, when the individual, I'm not even gonna say it's Chris, the individual walking out of the how, the garage on that video, yeah, is uh wearing dark dark blue jeans. Mm-hmm. Chris was wearing light blue jeans. Mm-hmm. And that's so, another thing. His his coworkers even said that he looked he looked weird. He, he had said one, he one boot tucked in but he always wear like he was bragging about his brand new boots he always looked very like well dressed when he mm-hmm. went to work like he took pride in what he did like how we like when we show up to work we right. look a lot better than our employees or Correct. our fellow peers um so his his all his co-workers his boss even said like he took he took pride in what he did he took pride in his appearance he never looked like a slob but that day he looked like a slob he was right. wearing his old work boots that he never wore once he got his new boots obviously like he used to wear them his one pant leg was tucked in. The other one was not. Um, his car was the, the his employee or his fellow employees said that was the only weird things about him. He looked like a slob. One pant leg was tucked into his boot, and that his vehicle was parked in an odd spot, like far away from the batteries. Yeah, just where you wouldn't normally park. Batteries are what an oil rig's called. That's for, where the bodies were dumped. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they're called apparently. And then he looks little, up the song called "Battery." <laughs> the oil wells, like that's they're called batteries. Yeah. Um, so we want to get back to Nikki cause we just keep going off. Hey, it's okay. I mean, you got, hopefully you guys can follow. Um, so yeah, anyways, my, uh, in my opinion, or from what I saw, there's a possibility that Nikki was the one walking out of that garage, which, op- which opens up a whole different, um, like, uh, possibility, like it, as far as what happened. It's also weird was the phone when the FBI got the phone records, her phone was pinged in that area. Mm-hmm. Which she lives, I think, 20, 30 minutes away from Chris's house. So the fact that her phone was there at fucking five in the morning. Yeah. And I don't, did you ever find out what kind of car she drives? Uh, I did not. No, me neither. But okay. So in the video too, you could see a red car pulling down the street or whatever. And one of the, one of the people I watched that broke down that the garage foot or the video of the neighbor was that it could have been the other neighbor backing out of their house. It could have been. It also could have been someone pulling out of the little gravel driveway that they have on the opposite side of their house. That's what I that's what And I um, too. that's what it looks like to me. Also, another neighbor that was interviewed by the police said that she saw an, a white truck. Was it the old lady? Yeah. Yeah. Said she saw a white truck in the street, and she thought that was weird. It was a smaller truck. It wasn't Chris's big old work truck. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay, that's what I thought all the police were here. <laughs> yeah. that, that's how fucking nice that little fucking area is, probably. Like, every... Like- that, mm-hmm. that, that, that that's the kind of neighborhood I want to live in is like the neighbors all pay attention. The yeah. neighbors are there for you. And then, yeah, for sure. Because that lady was like, Oh, that's what I thought the police were here for. Uh, <laughs> a weird look or a uh, truck. I don't normally see on the street parked here. Like that's how nice that neighborhood that's actually was. what, when she answered the door, that was actually the first thing she said yeah. was, Oh, I thought you were talking about the weird truck that I've, I haven't seen here before. And like right. the fact that the neighbors can even like tell when a vehicle is not supposed to be there. It, it, can, it can be annoying if your neighbors are super nosy like that, but it can also be like, that's pretty good because that's information that can help you in a scenario like this. Mm-hmm. So it is weird, but um, we keep getting off topic. Now I kind of forget <laughs> my place. Okay. So we were talking about Nikki and what we think. Okay. So do you want to talk about what that would entail like as far as the other possibilities or just want to keep going down the line as well during this time during the interview she confessed that she was having or she was 
Is it she's having an affair with? No, he's having an affair with her because so he's the one she. He's partaking so that, in an affair. Is both, it, both of them. I, I mean, how would you say that? Like, as a person who is not married, but in a relationship with someone who is married, is she's partaking not in the technically, affair? Technically, technically, she's not doing anything wrong except for breaking up a marriage. But um, he's the one cheating, so I believe he's the one having an affair, and yeah. she's involved in that affair. I mean, so partaking in that affair. Correct. Okay, we'll we'll just say that. <laughs> um. Yeah, so she's a bitch. She's a real bitch. And um, so pretty much the police uh, in, in the interview, like they figured out pretty much right away that she they he was cheating. Affair. He denied cheating. Um, so want to go to the second interview now? Or you got more on that one? Well, I'm just, no, no. Second fine. interview with Chris. Yeah, with Chris. I think, I don't know if this is when they asked him or if it was in the first interview, but they're like, okay, so... Are you seeing someone else pretty much? Are you cheating? They're pretty much flat out asking him. Like, they're like, okay, I've seen pictures of you before. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I see you sitting here right in front of me right now. You look good. You look good. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I used to be like 200. And I remember this because I'm going through a weight loss process Same as well. Here. So he's like, yeah, I was 245 pounds. I'm now 180. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good, bud. <laughs> I mean, real fast, I'll give a little kudos to you. You, you lost what, 65, 65 pounds? I did, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you lost the same exact weight that he did. Correct. My, I don't look like he does. That. No, I mean you got. I have. I have, I have a, <laughs> I have a lot more to go. But um, yeah. So I mean, that's I remember that exactly. The that's exactly the weights he said. I mean, he he did look good compared to For what sure, he yeah. used to look like. And like, so they're like, in in our experience, when someone starts working out and getting fit like this, there's a reason for it. Yeah. And the reason normally is that there's someone who either caught your eye or you're cheating. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I would never do that. No. And then they interview Nikki right after that. Right. And so let's fast forward to his second interview, which is his confession. Well, first of all, it's a, it's a polygraph first. No, no, no. It, it's another interview. And then he confirms that he will take the polygraph test. Right. And he does it the next day. So they, that's... No, the, so... No, so... He doesn't confess until after the polygraph. No, I know. So the second... So this is a, the whole second interview. He does an interview and then... So he comes back the next day. Does another interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he might have said, well, I'll take a polygraph test that day. He did. And then he came because he's wearing a different shirt than when he took the polygraph. Mm-hmm. So, yes. He came well, they, back they, and took it. They talked before they took the polygraph test. Yes. And then at this point, they're talking and shit like that. And then the lady with the, does the polygraph test is like, all right, well, obviously, you wouldn't agree to take a polygraph test if <laughs> you weren't lying. Yeah, or if you were lying, you would not be here taking a polygraph test. And yeah. she's like... You realize you would be stupid to be here if you had anything to do with their disappearance taking a polygraph test. That would be incredibly dumb. You realize that, right? He's like, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> and then so... Now, you guys, for people who have actually listened to almost all of our episodes, you know that we don't like polygraph tests because they're not admissible in court. Even if I was innocent, I wouldn't take one. I just don't trust them. Yeah, I mean, because you could be like... And I'm putting myself in a situation where my family's gone. And you're nervous as hell. I'm nervous as fuck because I know I'm the primary suspect. Um, I'm nervous as fuck. I am emotional as fuck. Right. I mean, this is me. I'm putting myself in my in my own sh- or his shoes as without, an in- without as an innocent man. As an innocent man, I would be nervous. Like I would, I would be afraid that I said like yes in a weird way with my voice crap or n- no weird, and I get I get popped. Absolutely, and I know that this would probably make me look guilty. But as an innocent man, I would still deny the polygraph just because I don't trust him. I know this would also make me feel guilty, but I would have a lawyer with me. 
Yeah, it's you got to do it, I think. Because you could say one wrong thing as an innocent man and still get fucking life in prison for having no involvement in this right. case. So, yeah, I mean, that's a smart thing to do, honestly. And with him, and by the way, he did not have a lawyer at all during this entire thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really, he was stupid as fuck. Yeah, I don't know why. He, I mean, I, I guess we also didn't talk about this. I know we're going way off topic. He really thought he was going to get away with this. Oh, for sure. Okay, so you want to talk about that before we go any deeper into this? The reason, the real reason he didn't get away with this was because of Nicole. Nicole. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't show up and call the police and say, I'm worried about my friend, he probably gets away with it. Because what, what or, he did is he unenrolled his kids at school the same day he killed them. He called his realtor. He called his realtor to sell the house. And who else did he call? He called Nikki. Obviously, um, yeah. But I mean, he was setting things up to make it look like his family left. Okay, also, they were moving. Correct. They were going to sell the house. They already. That's why the realtor contacted him. Right. They, they, I think it was in a group text. I think, um, with Shannon and him, they were in the process of selling the house. Shannon. Shannon. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> um, so I, that is really weird that he would call while they're searching, but they were in the process of selling. But the he house. unenrolled his kids from school and shit. He, first of all, he was just setting things up to make it look like they disappeared. Mm-hmm. Now, if if the friend doesn't say anything for a week, two weeks. He gets away with it. He gets away with it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he probably would have eventually been been like, uh, first of all, he doesn't have to say anything. He could just say it was a private matter. Um, he knew she was leaving. He had her phone. Mm-hmm. He could have literally set it up to like, I'm going to text, like, I'm going to leave my phone at home, drive over here, text myself, be like... Uh, do what our phones do instead of send a scheduled message. That's true, too. I, I don't mean, know. I don't know if iPhones do that, but Samsung. I mean, you does. might have been able to see if it was a scheduled message, but I mean, he could have easily went away and be like, oh, yeah, I'm leaving you, blah, blah, blah. Like, he could have set it up to where or she, she said that. Like, like, I'm leaving. Correct. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, and used her phone to say that. But he could have set it up to where it looks like she legit left with the kids. And to be honest with you, he probably gets away with it. Or my other theory is he, if Nicole wasn't there, mm-hmm. he gets home from work and then sets up a crime scene. And then he, calls the cops at that point i think he was completely unprepared for that situation mm-hmm. i feel like he was gonna like he didn't want not to to not show up to work because that would be really fishy too i think he kept the ring he kept mm-hmm. her phone because he was going to set it up to make it look like she left him mm-hmm. that's why and so her calling the police and doing all this fucked up his whole entire plan and good job nicole correct i'm like <laughs> nicole again we're not list- defending him if, like if you ever listen to this nicole you you solved this case well, you definitely, like, without you, he probably gets away with it. 100% he gets away with it. I mean, maybe the neighbor helped a little bit, but... The neighbor would have never had the footage, though, if he if the police weren't called that day. I understand that. So, yeah. like, yes, the neighbor definitely eventually helped, but he's never put in that situation to help if it's not for the friend. Nicole literally earns, like, the best friend of the fucking world award. Pretty much, yeah. Like, she... Thankfully, too, because, I mean, then we're looking at missing kid. Like, I don't even know if we're thinking they're missing. You're probably just thinking they're fucking with him. Said if we, if your scenario takes place, yes, they're they're not missing. They're they're eventually they're going to be reported missing, but not for like a week or two later. And yeah. then by then it's too late because he's already set it up to make it look like she left, and then he has no idea, and then it's over with. Like yeah. nothing more to worry about at that point. Yeah. So I did want to touch on touch on that real quick. Like she literally. Yeah, solved essentially solved it. Good job, Nikki. Or sorry, not Nikki. Not Nikki. Nicole. Yeah. So good job, Nikki. You caused this. But um, bitch. Anyways, I think we're on the interview, the second interview, right? Yeah. So we're going to the polygraph test. So you know, the polygrapher is that what you call a person who's given the polygraph test? The individual 
initiating yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the person given the polygraph she straight up said like you would be stupid if you were to take this if you're guilty right and he still agrees to take it it's like know. oh <laughs> at that point i don't even know what he's thinking like oh he probably really thought he could like like how we always talk about how you can pass a polygraph test if you believe it if you believe it right he probably understood that or at least you know thought of it you know or seen a movie or two about how polygraphs works and he really thought he could get away with it yeah that's probably what it was but at the same time like he was probably so worried about looking guilty by denying one that he actually got found out as guilty by doing one. Yeah. So it's kind of stupid on his part. I mean, I mean either, I'm happy either, it happened. Either but, way you look at it, if you either decline the polygraph, you look guilty. But you're and, not proven guilty. But you're not proven guilty. And like you, like we always say, for the, the, the new 100 people or the new fucking 100 followers that we've gotten because of the John Bonet case, we always say polygraph tests does doesn't work nope they're not the okay so this is the biggest telltale sign of a polygraph test you Stress. cannot admit one in court yeah it's it, not admissible yeah so what does that tell it, you they're completely helps. unreliable it helps yeah but you're not admissible so you it, can't even say he failed a polygraph test you can't even say that in court i mean you can say it but there's it can't really it can't do anything well no because it's not like you can't use that as a line of oh well he, this is why he's guilty he failed a polygraph test no you can't hmm. very well so what that's that should tell you everything you need to know about a polygraph test. Yeah. They're not reliable. It's there just to, you know, help the police. Now, yeah. in my opinion, are they accurate probably majority of the time? Yes. I would I would say they're really accurate. Yeah, majority of the time. I mean, if you watched him his confession or his polygraph test, he says no and yes the same way. Mm-hmm. It's literally just sub like little tiny movements in your voice that causes like stress and or, you know, when you lie. Mm-hmm. That's why before you get a polygraph, you answer like 10 questions. Right. Five of them questions are true. They five already of them know are the answer to. Yeah. So it gets a reading of how you lie. Is your name Christopher Watts? Yes. No, I would have said no. <laughs> well, they might have they might have had that situation where you have to say no to questions that are true. Right. Is, is the sky blue? Yes. Is the sky red? Yes. And then that I feel like that's how they determine a lie. They get your voice pattern from saying yes to the sky's red mm-hmm. and yes to the sky's blue. Obviously, those are not the questions, but those are like the type of questions I could see being asked. Right. In a, like right. to understand how how what you say when you lie. Yeah. So because then the polygrapher even says after those questions, you're a terrible liar. <laughs> she even like she straight up says you're a terrible <clears throat> liar, and he's like. <laughs> Uh, is, uh, is that good? He's like, that's awesome. That's good for me because right now there's only one person in this room that knows the truth. And after this, there's going to be two. In five minutes, there'll be two. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh-wee. Uh, that's a cool line right there. Get his ass, boy. And I was like, <clears throat> first of all, after the polygraph was over, right, I was sitting here thinking like to myself, I'm like, why is she just gathering all the shit? Hurry up and go get the fucking officers so that you can be safe. She's over here rolling up all the cords, acting all nonchalant. Well, that's what, that's what, that, that's what they want. That's why, because... I mean, she always, she obviously is a police officer. She can enforce the law. Yeah. But that's why she acted nonchalant. Like, oh, good job. Yeah, we're done. We're going to go get, uh, we're just going to go get the results. Mm-hmm. And she already knew the results. She could see it Clearly, right there on the paper. Yeah. Um, that's why she went and got the officer and came back. Because at that point, they knew she he was guilty. Right. And so at that point, this is when they play Chris like a fucking fiddle. Yeah. He was... He got played like a fucking fool. Yeah, he did. They're like, okay, so it's time. You know what I mean? We know you're lying. We, you failed. It's time. Uh, uh, 
I, 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 di- I didn't lie. I didn't lie in the polygraph test. I told the truth. No, I'm telling you the truth. I didn't lie. I, no, I didn't lie. No. <laughs> yeah, it's then, kind of funny. And then the not the officer who gave the polygraph test, but the the investigator came in. And he was like, uh, "All right, so you're, are you having an affair? We didn't we didn't ask that question because we already know you're having an affair." He's like, "Uh, we already know about Nikki." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Oh, oh." And then he got then he broke down, told the truth, like, "I am having an affair. Uh, that's why we're getting separated because uh, I didn't want to I didn't want to do this." You know, he was like breaking down, like he didn't want to do this to her anymore. Right. And at that point, you know, like we know what you do with your family. And that's when they start kicking up the interrogation. Oh, for sure. They're like, um, it's time, all that kind of crap. Right. And he's still sitting here denying and having anything to do with their disappearance. No, I would never. Like they were both doing like good cop, good cop. Yeah. And then all of a sudden snap a finger. You you know what hit him though? Hmm. Is when the female uh, interrogator, whatever, police officer, um, she's all like, uh, did no, or did uh, this is, Shanann do anything to the kids, and you had to protect them? This is that. That's the part of that they played him like a fucking fiddle. Fuck yeah, they did, dude. It worked like a charm. The next five minutes completely changed. Like, like you said, they asked, like, did she do something to the kids? And you just you feel like you have to defend her and because he, you're he, such a you're such you're such a good husband and a good <laughs> father that you feel like you have to defend their name and honor and everything like that. And then he just said, like. I want to talk to my. I I need to talk to my father. He came across the country Dude, to see me. Dude, but right then, right when she said that, it clicked in his head. That like, was the only time he got oh, emotional. Oh, that's my defense. That's my defense. Yeah, and he's a fucking dumbass. Correct. We are. I mean, that's if you're let not me, aware of that yet. He's he's clearly an idiot. Here, let me let me let me put a story in your head. Maybe did this happen? I want to talk to my daddy. I'm gonna talk to my dad. And he's gonna. I'm gonna tell him. And he's and then before they even let him see his dad. Like, will you tell your father if we let him in here? He's like, I will tell my father. Father comes in, literally tells a su- fucking story that she just told him. Right, that she just implanted word for in word. his head. Like, blame Shanann for murdering his kids. She, what he says is, um, I did to her what she did to them. Right. I I did I did what she did to fucking her. I did to I think, her. Well, she I did to her what she did to them. Something like that. Well, he said fucking her or something like that. Like he he I know for a fact he said fuck inside his confession. Yeah. So. He, he pretty much tells his dad, he's like, uh, she strangled the kids or smothered them, and then I had to do that to her. And that was the only motherfucking time he showed signs of emotion. Right. Like a fucking cunt. He, not once, during the entire time, until he got caught. Until he got caught in his own fucking lie, got caught telling that he had to kill her, even though we both, all of us know that he killed his entire family. Only when they fucking knew, because... The cat's out of the bag. They know. They know he you killed. Just, you, oh, you fail the polygraph. You have no choice but to tell them at this point. You already failed. And then the dad is the only fucking smart one there. He, by the way, he's wearing a shirt that says "Daddy." Uh, sorry, Papa, uh, Papa Ron. Because hmm. I guess they call or his grandkids called him Papa Ron, which I mean, he was a pretty shitty granddad too. But anyways, move away. Um, yeah, he fucking. He's like, I think we should get a lawyer. The dad's smart. <laughs> That's what you should do. That's what That's you should have done from do. the beginning, honestly. Okay, so after he confesses to the dad, uh, the investigators make the uh, dad go away. Mm-hmm. They sit down, and then like they're rubbing his back and shit like that. Yeah. He's no, crying. the dad's still in there at this time because I remember oh, I remember is? specifically the dad rubbing his back as well. No, like, his, like throughout his, the entire confession, the dad's sitting there and he's like rubbing his back, rubbing his back, rubbing his back. So. But when the police come back, he leaves. No, yeah, because I promise you, he doesn't. There's a time where there's no dad in that room. 
maybe after the fact, like after the whole entire confession, because the throughout the confession, his dad's like being there for him, consoling him, like, mm-hmm. okay, you just tell him this, tell him this. All right, maybe I'm thinking of something else. Is I think there was in, maybe later on in the interview or something like that where the dad did leave for yeah. sure. Um, fuck what? What? <laughs> so at this point, uh, the cops come in and goes, "All right, where are the bodies?" And then uh, you you want us to get him out of the cold. We want, we don't want you, you don't want someone else to find him because that's gonna be worse. Right. And then um, he's like, uh, "What do you say?" He said, "Well, there's no bringing him back." There's no bringing them back. I wish there was or something like that. And then, you know, he'd break them down even more. Um, then he says, they ask again, where, where are they at? And then he says, Serby, what, what was the site that he was at? Cirque nine something. It was his job site that he went to that morning. Yeah, so the one that was like an hour away. So then the cops leave, obviously in the police, in the interrogation footage, it's cut, right. but they leave. They go tell cops to go to that site and they have a drone footage. The drone goes over the site, takes a fucking still picture. Still picture. Inside the picture, you can see the blanket from the house. But um, they come back with the photo and they say, all right, can you point out the bodies? And then he goes, when's this picture taken? He goes, today. They go, he marks an X or he puts an S for Shannon or Shanann, uh, puts a C for CC and then puts a B for Bella. B's in one uh, battery. Mm-hmm. Like I said, batteries in the old tank. C is for uh, CC and the other battery. And then right next to... I thought they were dumped in the same one. No, they're both different ones. Because there's only two out there. Yeah. But the wife was dug in a like 16-inch shallow hole. Right. Well, it's six inch, I think. No, it's 16. Because she was... They said like, oh, he barely put anything over her. Well, because when you get buried, you're six feet under. That's what the phrase is. If we put you six feet down. No, I know that. But what I'm saying is he just barely like dug a hole, barely anything. It was... Yeah, it was 16 inches. So, um... Did you see the opening where he threw the little girl's body in was like eight inches wide? Eight or inches. That's wild too, man. Eight Crazy. fucking inches. So at this point, the cops like leave the room. He's arrested at this point. Yeah. They go and tell the police and it's a big, like, you can't just drain an oil tank. You need yeah, the fire well, department there. You need everyone there to like, because you're going to, everything's getting destroyed in that land if you do it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want an oil spill in the country. Like, you don't want an oil spill. That's bad. Right. Uh, so it's a big deal and I think it takes like 10 hours to drain that battery. One battery. I know and for sure they, they recovered obviously Shanann's body and then they were still working on getting the girl's bodies. And when they found the first girl, like they had it cause they couldn't go through the fucking eight inch hole to find her. They had to drain all the oil out and it's a big fucking tank. Here's it's a question. two story tank. Do you think he tried to throw Shanann's body in the well as well? No, later in the confession, he said, uh, it did not go as planned. He didn't even expect to kill his kids that day. Uh, and he thought he had more time because the sun was coming up. The sun was already up. He didn't know when someone was coming, so he just did. He thought he was going to bury them all together. Mm. So he hurried up and put the kids inside the old tanks, and then dug a little sixteen-inch hole. But yeah, I was thinking like maybe because you really think about it in the oil tanks, maybe the body would eventually dissolve or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, but um. Maybe that was his original plan is to throw them all in there. And then he realized he didn't have time. Like she wouldn't fit. Or maybe he realized that the Shanann wouldn't fit. Mm-hmm. So he just buried her and threw the kids in there. Like, but Later on, he explained everything in this uh, okay. second confession. Gotcha. So um, at this point, I mean, I, they it, they actually arrest him, arrest him. Mm-hmm. Like I, it shows it in the documentary as well, like them arresting him. Yeah. Now, can we go to the point where he confesses to killing Shanann, right? For killing his kids. Right. What he says, yeah. I don't give a fuck about family honor. 
mm-hmm. at that time, like defending my wife. My wife just fucking murdered my kids. She's dying. One, I'm going to kill her. Right. Or, I, you know, I, I'm putting myself in a fucking fake scenario. I don't know what I would do. You just don't want your wife to hear this and be like, fuck. <laughs> no, I, I mean, if you kill my fucking kid in front of me, you're, something's going to get fucked Either way, up. No, no. If I come home and I find out my wife killed my kids, um, she probably understands already she's dying. She's probably not home. <laughs> she better not be. I mean, I don't I don't know if I would call the cops. I don't know what I would do. I would call the cops after I killed her. Okay, yeah. I would. I, for fact, would. I would kill her, and I would call the cops and be like, hey, my wife uh, just murdered my kid, and I killed her, so you guys might want to get here. I, I'm staying on site. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why God, like, it looks way worse that you just put your kids in an oil tank. Right. Well, I don't think that was his original plan. We talked about that already. That was not his original plan. Like, he thought no, he yeah. had time to plan this all out and get away with it. Well, like, I know we're going back and forth from the future to the past and all this bullshit, but in his second confession, he really thought... He didn't, he wasn't going to kill his kids that day. Mm-hmm. That was his thing. Like he said something took over him. He did not want to kill his kids. He, he wanted to later. He said he was going to kill his kids. You know what he should have done then? Hmm. I'm sorry. This is stupid, but he should have just took his wife and left his kids sleeping. And then like, okay, maybe like, I don't know. I guess that's a shitty way to do it, but, but no, cause no one would have fucking believed that because from her fate, like her social media presence, she, that was her livelihood. No, but you don't post pictures of your kids every because she posts a picture of her kids every day, videos. But if you pictures. take if you take the wife and leave the kids sleeping, it looks like she just left. But she, it wouldn't look right because no one would believe that. Either way, you only got one body to hide. Your kids are still alive, and no, I'm just saying no. Later in his confession, he wanted to start a new family. Right. That's why he killed it. Like he said, I'm not defending him at all. But he said he didn't want to kill his kids that day. He wanted to do it later. I think he wanted to. There's he some said people it was who said like that, in the uh, moment. Some people said that actually he. Uh, well, I seen this in one video, anyways. He said that uh, the kids were actually there, already dead when the police were in the house, but he didn't bring the kids with, out with him the first time. Like toward, that, that to was the his side. second confession, though. Was they, where when would he have done that? How would he have time? From the time that he left the house, mm-hmm. if the kids were dead, I mean, the kids might have been dead. No, he, he killed the kids when he killed Shanann, right? No. No, I'm, I'm saying in this scenario. Okay, okay. Okay, so he would have killed the kids at the house when he killed Shanann and just left them, like, and hid them or something like that and took that took the Shanann's body out there and buried it. and then. But uh, he was under watch. Now, that's my only, like, my, like, little issue with that scenario is when would he have time to do the second part? To go right all the way back over to his job site an hour away, he would have he had eyes on him, maybe at all times, maybe. So I don't see how he would have been able to do that to get away and actually do that. Yeah, I mean that's just what one person said. So. Mm-hmm. I mean that's <clears throat> that's my only issue with that one is when did he have time from the time where the media is at his house mm-hmm. watching him, asking him questions, from the time the police are watching him because they're they're watching him. Um, yeah, I don't think that happened. I just seen someone say that, so I thought I'd bring it up. But um, yeah, that's. That, at that point, when he went and threw his kids in the oil tank and his wife out there, I mean, she probably should just kill him. I mean, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we're looking at the timeline real quick, trying to figure this out. So at 9 p.m., Officer James calls Chris to follow up um, on the 13th. Uh, Officer James arrives at the Watts house at 4.19 p.m. So there's no time for him to go an hour out of the way and come back. There's no way. No, for sure. I mean, that's, I didn't think that was what happened, but someone said, like, they watched the video of when the police was in the house and they thought they seen the kids in the background or some shit. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't remember exactly everything that they said. I think they might have said they seen the ghost kids in the background. I'm not sure. Something like that. We got to call uh, Jay. Maybe he could break that down for us. Right. Um, is that everything from the second interrogation? That, that is. That is. I mean, we're at the point now where he, they actually put him in cuffs and arrested him. Mm-hmm. And then um, I want to say they did interview Nikki after that. And like she's like, oh, I'm just as shocked as everyone else. Oh, yeah. I am just as shocked as everyone else. Um, I did not know she was pregnant. Later found. That's a lie. 100% lie. The, the discovery... The 1,960-page discovery, which, by the way, there's 100 pages missing from that, so it should be 2,000 pages. Mm. There's 100 pages missing. In that, it goes over everyone's search history, every, every text message, everything from everyone that was involved in this First case. First of all, I'm happy they had this information, but think about that. They, they found her search history from a year prior. And deleted history. And that's crazy. Duck, duck, go, everybody. Right? So just remember, <laughs> first of all, don't okay. kill people. Yeah, don't kill someone, you fucking crazy fucking... <laughs> crazy peoples? Don't kill people. Um, but also, if you do kill people, just realize that, <laughs> that they're going to find you. They, they will find you. They will. F- I'm pretty sure duck, duck, go record your his, history, I, too. I, they have to. I mean, I mean, I, I use it on everything. I don't get ads anymore. I don't do... That's why I use it. I feel more safe when I'm using it because I think there's a VPN attached to it. Really? Yeah, so that's why I use it. Yeah, it, it it's a good thing to use, honestly. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. I, I just want to call it out. I told people to use DuckDuckGo. And then Joe Rogan fucking took it. No, not, ever since I said use DuckDuckGo, I've seen ads every fucking where for DuckDuckGo. It's yeah, fucking bullshit. But Joe, right after you, first of all, Joe Rogan steals our shit. <laughs> he does. We, we did like five we'll episodes. We'll say something, like literally, we've, do, not. I don't think we've documented it, but we've noticed. We'll mention something on our show. And then Joe Rogan mentions it like almost immediately after, dude. Yeah, he he follows us. He definitely knows what we're saying, <laughs> and he steals our shit. Oh man, he even oh, took man. my idea of aliens uh, being humans from the future. He did, and if you watched the Post Malone episode, it was what like two three weeks after we did our uh, our little after fucking we rant. Released it after we released yeah our little rant that we did. He then talked about that theory too. He's stealing my shit. He's stealing <laughs> his shit, and. Joe Rogan, you better pay us for this shit, man. We know you got money now. <laughs> we know how much money you got, bro. Spotify deal. We need one of those Spotify deals. Right. Anyways, back back on track, I guess. Back to Nikki's second interview. Um, we we like you said, she had no idea that she was uh that she said she had no idea that Shanann was pregnant. It shocked me just as much as the rest of the world. That irritates me that when she said that, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, because now going back, she, there's no way she didn't know. No fucking way, Kristen. Be like, hey, I got rid of the problem, like, right? That kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, he had to have said something. Yeah. All right. So, I think we're gonna make this part two. I know not a lot of. I feel like we didn't talk about a lot in this episode, but <laughs> we talked about a lot, but we didn't cover everything a lot. Like, I feel like we have another like forty-five minutes to an hour, and we just want to make it like a little clean. And like, this was his confession. He confessed to killing. Right. So. I think this is where we're going to end part two. We'll have another part and we're going to go over the rest of it in the next if part. If you guys haven't noticed, we're trying to shorten up the episodes just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way we get people listening all the way through. I mean, I, f- for the John Bonet case, mm-hmm. even though they're an hour and 20 minute episodes or something like that, people, almost everyone listened to it from end to end or start to finish. Right. From my personal experience is me watching shit. I like listening to shit. I like, like forty five minutes to an hour is like in the sweet spot right there. Especially like if you're if you're on a car ride to work and back, and you you know a round trip from work 
to from home to work to work to home is 45 minutes you can listen to an episode right so that's why we're going to shut it down just so you don't have to you know start up you know two days of driving you can finish an episode you can finish an episode <coughs> once a week Sorry. or once an ep- or a day you know right no I, I feel like people like the shorter episodes a little bit better so we're going to actually try from now on to get them around this time so yeah hopefully hopefully that works for you guys hopefully you guys like that but anyways we're about at 45 minutes ish yep so um we're going to end it here. Make sure you follow us on social media at Bizarre Investigation Podcast. And email us if you want to at bizarreinvestigations at gmail.com. And let us know if you want that discovery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The one we, the thing we talked about in the last episode, let us know because we're not going to do it until somebody tells us to do or people tell us to do We need more than one person tell us to do that. Yeah, because, I mean, it's going to take us probably like two, maybe two to three weeks to actually record like half of it. Right. Because... <laughs> right. So. Each episode will probably be like maybe 10 pages each. Mm-hmm. And that's probably like 30 minutes each. Yeah. And there's 1,900 fucking pages. Yeah, there's a lot. So just imagine that. <laughs> so uh, just let us know if you guys want it. Uh, it'd be cool if you do. Uh, it'd be cool if you don't. It doesn't really matter. It'd save us time if you don't want it. Yeah, so just <laughs> let us know. Um, I think that's it. That is it. All right, guys. Toodles. Peace out.